1: Recorded
2: live.
1: Greetings to uh, whoever's on the call. Amen. Bless you tonight. God bless you. This is post Shank. Amen. Bless you. Thank God for the uh, call. We're uh, going to uh, hold here a moment and um, for others to gather on. And uh, if we thank God... He- the opportunity for uh, anyone that's listening live or after the recording, uh, we welcome you to uh, participate um, on the call in the future uh dialing 724-444-7444, ID 129-988. The Apostles Roundtable on TalkShoe.com. Thank yeah. I'm still here, just uh, sitting in the back. uh, Bless you. Yes. Thanking God, Amen. For those coming, all those slow tonight, but they're coming on. Uh, There's a, I might mute you. There's a little noise there in your phone. I'm not sure what that is, Um, but uh, it stopped. Amen. Bless the Lord. God bless the uh talks you call. We are um just uh, patiently waiting here for a moment for some others um to come on the call. We welcome you to the Apostles Roundtable Table, uh, hosted by actually uh EMFI Equipping Ministries Fellowship International and uh we thank God, amen, for your participation uh tonight. So if you just uh, be patient for just a Few more um, uh, moments, and uh, we'll actually uh, begin uh, the uh, live teleconference call. Amen. God bless you, Apostle Shank, uh, Just go ahead and uh, please open up a prayer. Thank you. Yes. Lord we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather before your throne once again and discuss things of the kingdom. Lord, we just ask that you would reveal to us what it is that you have in mind for us, that we would be in the center of your will, that your will be done in us, through us, and by us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. We honor him in the Lord Jesus Christ evening and night. We worship him, amen, in the beauty of the holiness. We thank him, amen, we thank God for the Holy Spirit, amen, that is uh, abiding in us and uh, uh, is with us, amen, the paraclete, the comforter, amen, the one called alongside us. And we appreciate him and all of you that are on the uh, call tonight. I'm not sure if our uh, speaker... Uh, instructors on the call tonight is Varon on the call as of yet
3: yes yes sir good evening everyone. well
1: god bless amen. you we welcome you
3: amen.
1: welcome you amen uh thank god amen uh, uh for you um we have some others uh, on the call i'm not quite sure amen uh who who they are uh, uh dr charlton pastor dene uh, is on the call, I believe, and I'm not sure if Prophets Prophet Rosalind is on the call. Lord? Amen, I heard someone there. The oh, bless you, bless you, bless you. Amen, well, amen, we've uh, come on, we prayed, uh, we've uh, had great anticipation for the uh, call tonight. We want to hear, amen, what... Uh, God is saying through, amen, his servant, amen, tonight. And we want uh, you all to know, amen, uh, um, I may I may get off the call at some particular time, but uh, you just keep, continue to flow and go forth, amen, but um, we thank God even for uh, Baron Lacey, who uh, shared with us last uh, Thursday night, and um, uh, we're almost at the end of the year. And so um we have as I said we have great anticipation what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to his church tonight. I want to um release uh this call over to uh, uh very lacey, so uh, welcome you Lord. to God. Amen. It's in your hands.
4: Amen. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. I'm trying to see if you can hear me. Can everyone hear me?
3: Yes.
4: Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. And then I just wanted to say good evening to everyone. Um, I'm glad to be on the line tonight, and thank you, Apostle Griffin, um, for allowing me the opportunity to share. Um, just wanted to go through maybe um, what we talked about last week. Um, been dealing with the Equipping Ministries Fellowship International, and just wanted to make sure that I stay under the guides of that and just let the Lord lead me because it seems like it is, and He is giving me, you know, what He's giving me is lining up with uh, EMFI, and I'm grateful to Him for that. Um, we dealt with um, Apostle, I'm just going to do a little bit of overview as to what we were talking about last week, and um, we dealt with the 2nd Chronicles, the 7th chapter, and the 14th verse that Apostle had read and was burdened with, for the people of God and for the leaders of God, um, for those that were called in, um, in ministry and what we're supposed to be doing and why we, we weren't doing what we're supposed to be doing. And as he was sharing that on one of the calls, um, I just kept hearing the, the Spirit of the Lord giving me um, Matthew, the 24th chapter and the 12th verse. And it reads, I, um, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And the Lord um, was just impressing on me that he's dealing with his people. It's not the people that are doing the wrong. He's dealing with, he's looking for his people, those that are called by his name. He's looking for the call that he has called. Um, And for for us to search ourselves, because that same scripture in Chronicles, the seventh chapter says, if my people... Um, which, which I call by my name. These are my people. These are the ones that I've chosen. These are the ones that I've chosen, and we're in the new covenant, so we're under the new covenant, but we are the ones that God has called. We are the ones that God has made his. We are the ones um, that, first, that John 1, and I believe it is the 12th <laughs> verse, that as many as believed on him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. So God is looking for us as his chosen, as his called, as his elect, to um, humble ourselves. And as he was speaking on Chronicles, um, I was hearing Matthew, the 24th chapter and the 12th verse about iniquity, about <laughs> the idolatry that will settle in, that has settled in into the hearts and into the minds, um, the ways of the people that are called and chosen by God and know that they're chosen by God and have maybe stepped out into that calling and walked in that calling by God but got detoured, distracted, and went to the to the side. Um, and as I began to read Matthew, the 24th chapter, I saw in there where um, it, it talks about the things that are to come, the things that are happening, why they're happening, um, and God, in, in that chapter, he wasn't for us, for so the people of God, the chosen of God, the, those that are, are seeking him, those that are walking up right before him, those that are not just walking up right before him but seeking to follow him um, and dealing with what we're dealing with, if we get sidetracked by the false prophets or by what we see happening. The verses above, I think, I'm going to go to that, um, Matthew, the 24th chapter. Um, and uh, I wanted to read a couple of verses above The 12th verse, Matthew 12, and I'm going to read. Let's
3: see. Matthew 12,
0: and
4: no, I'm sorry, not 12, Matthew 24. I'm sorry, I'm doing this. I apologize for that. Which twelfth verse. The the 11th verse. Okay. And let's do the 10th verse. We're just going to start the 10th verse. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise. And shall deceive many. And then the twelfth verse, which is the key verse that I that the Lord just kept um, pulling on my spirit about, was and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And the love of many shall wax cold. And one of the commandments, one of the commandments that was given to us, is that we love the Lord our God with all our heart all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. And that is a key to keeping us able to do what he says do in the midst of what's happening in the world, in our families, in our lives, in our bodies, you know, the things that we're going through. Long as we keep the love of God, long as we keep the love of God in our hearts, long as we keep that intimate relationship with God in our hearts, um, the love of God won't wax cold, but because of the deceitfulness of the prophets, um, because of the offense that comes up amongst us, or because we're offended by what we see others do, we're offended because of what others have done to us. And so some of our offenses are not because of what people have done to us. Some of our offenses is are because of what we've seen people do. We've seen prophets you know, do things that, that, that are not according to the word. We've seen pastors do things that are not according to the word. We've seen apostles do things that are not according to the word, but that wasn't supposed to deter us. But instead, if, if we um, allow it to offend us, it will pull us into iniquity. It will pull us into being twisted and to lawlessness where we decide, you know what, if they could do it, I could do it too. Well, I'll do it. Well, I, God didn't do anything to them. So let me just, you know, try this too. But the scripture is saying because of iniquity, your love is waxing cold and you don't even know it. You don't know that you're following the steps of them. You're falling in the same place that they are because Iniquity is abounding, it's got a foothold in me, or it's got a foothold in you, and it's causing you to bring forth, produce things that I never wanted you to produce, or I never called you to produce. So um, the call for our leaders, the call for the, those that, that are walking in the fivefold ministry, in order to be able to produce what God wants us to produce and be able to pour into those that he's given us, in Ephesians, the leaders, the, the called ones, with the fivefold ministry, are the ones that God has given to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. But if we as leaders, if we, um, those that are in the five-fold ministry, whatever it is, whether it be the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, if we allow iniquity in our hearts, um, we will wax cold, and we won't be loving like God ordained for us to love. And when we're giving to those that God has given us to give to, whether it be in a church ministry, whether it be on the street, whether it be God giving you a word for someone else, we'll always have something attached to it because our hearts have left God. Um, so that was the, the, one of the thoughts that, that the Lord was dealing with me on in regards to the iniquity that we allow to abound and think that it's okay uh, we just kind of push it to the side, like that's not that's not going to matter. I can preach. I'm gifted. I'm gifted. Um, I think in Ephesians it talks about he gives he gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men to work in the five-fold ministry so that we could, and not just the 5 food ministry, but into all of us. Um, so to th- that was just a, a portion of what we were talking about on last week um, and came up with some good, you know, some, some of the thoughts and some of the um, words that were given were really, really enriching Um, pulling us back to remembering that we have to keep our love for God, not our love for our pastors, not our love for those that that we see in high places, but my love for God has to be first. I can't love you like I need to love you if I don't have a love for God. I can't forgive you like you need to be forgiven if I don't love God, if I don't – Walking a relationship with God in a loving relationship with God, knowing who He is and knowing who he 's created me to be, and walking in that identity um, we dealt with the the lawlessness um, and the abounding of the ground of iniquity and the increasing not just not just what um, abounding but it's increasing and it brings forth fruit it brings forth it's frozen but it brings forth cracks in the ground it brings forth cracks. so the ground can't yield because it's hard and it's stiffened um i um as i see the things that are happening in the world today and um uh the where the where it is where it is when it comes to ministry and being able to ministry minister and be able to penetrate and break the heart break into the hearts of people that that need the word of God, that need God. If the love of God, and not, when I say love of God, I'm not talking about what you do for them, because we could do nice gestures, we can do all this good stuff. But if the love of God doesn't penetrate them through us, if the love of God does not pen, if, if it's not more than what we can, what people can see, that they be able to sense, that they be able to um, feel, if the love of God is not penetrating their hearts, we won't get any, there won't be any production. It won't produce anything. So the iniquity abounding, um, focusing on searching ourselves. God, you know, you know. Um, I also remember just stating the song, of Search Me, O God, and, you know, Search Me, O God, No more. But I wasn't doing that part. I was doing the part of where we sing. We can sing songs of um, Search Me, Lord, you know, Find, uh, turn your life from heaven on my soul, and if you find, we're telling. Well, we're telling God, if you find anything that shouldn't be, God, you take it out, and you strengthen me. You know, you know, you made me like. So God, you take it out, and I'm just going to wait for you to take it out. Well, God just made me like this. That's not so. God didn't create us like this. Sin made us like this. We were born in sin. God didn't create me like this. He didn't make. He didn't create me with an attitude. He didn't create me with a drawback spirit he didn't create me to cuss anybody out it was the sin that was in me the things that happened to me the things that were done to me the things that i got myself involved in that allowed me to be made and to be molded Um, um what is it david said um in my mother's womb you know in my mother's womb i was conceived in sin i was born i was born in sin so god didn't make me in sin god breathed in me life so when we make the statement that, well, this is the way God made me and this is the way he made me to operate, no, that's not the way he made you to operate. That's not the way he made me to operate. He made me to operate. When He when I became born again, Christ lives in me. It's no more I, but Christ that lives in me. That means I'm living under the curse. I'm living under the curse. I'm living my life not unto Christ. I'm not, I haven't laid my life down. So just dealing with the iniquity, knowing who you are. So today, as I was, was um. Preparing, um, yesterday I as I was reading and preparing, I went through the um, Ephesians and just dealing with the, the gift that God has made us, and I believe it's the for, first, um, in the first chapter, well, I read the first chapter, first verse of Ephesians, the first chapter, um, still talking about iniquity and the love of God and being able to operate as God has called us to operate. Um, the fourth chapter of Ephesians, it says, the first verse says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. I'm the prisoner of the Lord. I'm the captured of the Lord. I'm the confined. I've been confined by the Lord. I'm no more mine. I can't walk the streets. I can't do what I want to do because I've been confined by the Lord. So I eat what he says eat. I do what he says do. When they tell me to get up, I get up. When you're in prison, they tell you to get up, you get up when they tell you to get up. When they tell you to go to bed, you go to bed. Lights are out. Whether you're sleepy or not, you're going to bed. When they put the food before you, this is what you got to eat, so you got to eat. Um, But he's saying, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye were called. The vocation wherewith ye were called. Walk worthy of it. Intentional. Walk intentionally in the calling of a Christian, in the calling of the body of Christ. Walk worthy of it. Don't just take it haphazardly. And and even in reading on the, the book of Ephesians, um, the portions of it where the, the, the beliefs that Paul was teaching, people believed what he was teaching. They were believing what was being taught, but they weren't walking it out. They weren't living it. They weren't applying what the – what was being taught? So there had to come a portion where it was saying, no, we got to get this word in these people to the point where they're motivated to live what God has given them. They're living what they believe. They're not just believing with their mouth. You know, they're not just saying, I'm a you know, Christian, and I, I've seen so many times where have people go and they give their life to Christ, they accept him as their Lord, they accept him as their Savior, and they, you know, after that, it's like, okay, I can just go back and do whatever I want. No. There are things that we have to do as the body. Now I'm a part of the body of Christ that goes on into the fourth chapter, um, but I'm not gonna gonna read that. Um but being called of God and recognizing that we are the call of God as Christians, not the calling, um, not the five-fold ministry call, but the the call to live holy, the call to live, you know. To live as, with Christ as our Lord and Savior, not just our, our Savior, but our Lord. And so um, I just wanted to share that portion with you in regards to the iniquity being found, um, dealing with our iniquity, finding out. And the iniquity brought me back, keeps bringing me back to Second Chronicles, the 7th chapter and the 14th verse, where it says, If my people which are called, there's, a, there's the word called again. God has called me out of darkness into the light. He's called my people, which are called by my. They're not my people because you know what they did right and they were no. They are my people which are called by my name. Then it says shall humble themselves. Iniquity being found, love waxing cold. Love waxes cold because we get above ourselves. We get above who we are, who Christ is in us. So if, I'm, if I choose, if I decide, you know what, something has gone wrong here, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to humble myself before the Lord, and I'm going to say, you know what, God, I don't know. I might not be seeing what you know, but you, you're all knowing and you're all seeing. Darkness is a light to you. So sh- sh- turn your light on me so I can see. Search me, O oh God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see. The the psalmist said, and see if there be any wicked way in me, because he was the one that needed to see. Um, He needed to see. God didn't need to see because the psalmist had already said what God, how God, you know, darkness was as light to him. You know, you know my thoughts. You know my ways. You know everything about me. So why would he be asking God to see? But his heart was drawn to You know what? If you know all this, I know that you know all this, Search me. Show, shine a light and show me my heart and see if there be any wicked way. Show me the wicked way in me. You know, it wasn't like he was saying, Well, I know there's nothing in me. My heart is pure because I love you, God, and I sing before you, and I did this, and I did this, and I'm gifted. Search me because even in my giftedness, even in people praising me and even in people wanting to know my name, even in people loving me and even in people speaking good words with me, even in people calling me and warning me, there's, there's got to be something here that's not right. So search me and show me my heart. Search me and show me where my thoughts are going wrong, that I keep falling into the same thing over and over again. And then, then after he's asking God to do that, he's saying, then he's saying now, now allow me to go through a test that it will bring this up in me. And we like to, to blame it on the devil, but God will allow us to go through things just so we can see us. Not so we can see the devil. He already knows who the devil is. We don't have to worry about the devil because God already got him. He needs for us to see what's in us. God is not shining the light so you can see the devil. He's shining the light so you can see yourself, where you are. Are you in love like me? Are you loving like me? Can you handle it? dealing with the devil where he is, because we ain't fighting people. We're not fighting people, but we're fighting spirits. We're fighting principalities and spiritual wickedness wickedness in high places. So search me, oh God, know my heart, try me, know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. Then once you do that, my heart was turned so, so toward God when he um, told me that he was going to teach me how to love me. In order for me to be able to love you, I had to know, who God was, and so he was going to teach me how to love me. And in order for him to teach me how to love me, he had to teach me how to love him, who he was in love. Because I would love God as the earthly love, as, you know, the love that I've seen, the love that people. But God was saying, no, I need you to see me. I need you to see me as love. And then I need you to turn and know that you're made in that same love. I breathe that same love in you. And when you accepted Christ in your life, this is the love that you are to walk in now. So, search me, God, know my heart. Try me, know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way. Reveal to me the wicked way in me. My heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Um, your heart might not be, but my heart is desperately wicked. There are things in me that I don't even know about. I didn't know that, you know, I could cut somebody out. I didn't know those words could slip out of my mouth because, you know, I've been saved, you know, I've been saved since I was 14, and I've been in church, I've been on the altar, I've been praying, I've been speaking in tongues, I've been loving God, I've been loving people, I've been doing everybody right, I've been treating everybody right, but so there ain't no wickedness in me, you know. And so when we humble ourselves before God, we allow ourselves to come back to the knowledge of the fact that I am, I was born in sin. And in this flesh dwells no good thing. Then he says, um, then lead me in the way everlasting. Once you show me me, help me to remember how much you love me. Glory to God. And put myself under you so that you can lead me. Not you can take it out so I don't have to deal with it anymore. No, you can lead me as to how to take authority over my own flesh. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Um, the, the church um, is depending on, the body of Christ is depending on those that God has, um, has given authority, that God has given some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. We're depending on 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 the the fivefold ministry and whatever capacity that you work in and whatever capacity that God is calling us into, the body of Christ is depending on us to help them, help us. Help not them, but help us. Because even if you are called, you still need the help of an evangelist if you're an apostle. You still need the help of an, you know, you still need the help because it's there for us. Um, We still need the help of the prophet. We still need the help of the teacher we still need the help we need the apostles you know and so we're there for the work for the for the what does it say for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the work of the ministry so the the ministry won't be worked if we don't deal with our own iniquities because we'll pass on iniquities to those that we're praying for and those that we're bringing deliverance to. They'll, be just, they'll come to the altar to get deliverance from the thing that was, has been tormenting them, but then they'll leave with another spirit trying to grab on and trying to, you know, take charge, um, giving them what they, what they don't need. So I wanted to just share that tonight with you all, um, the call, just the knowing. We have to know that we're called. And there's, I've been hearing so many different words. And um, I started last summer with the song. I think her name is uh, Senet. I know. I, I can't pronounce her name. Forgive me if you're on here and you know. But she sings a song called "I Know Who I Am." I know who I am. You know. I know who he, who he made me to be. I know what I am. Um, and I can walk in that. I'm walking in power, um, walking in miracles. And knowing who I am just doesn't give me the, the stance to be able to say, I know who I am, and you can't, you, know, you can't do it. No, it gives me to be able to live like God wanted me to live, like He planned for me to live, like He desires for me to live, so that His purpose can be fulfilled in the earth. Um, the 2nd uh, Peter, the, the first chapter, the 10th and 11th verse, deal with wherefore, wherefore rather, brethren, give diligence. Give diligence. Be intentional to make your calling and election sure. Give diligence to make the calling and your election call your um, make it sure. Meaning every day I've got to do a seek for God. Okay, Lord, here I am. Here we are. You know, what's your plan for me today? What's your plan for what are we doing today? Not what I, you know, not my will, but your will. Yes, I want to do this, yes, this, but Lord, what's your plan for me today? Um, Philippians, the third chapter, and the twelfth verse says, not as though I I have already attained. Either were already made perfect, but I follow after. I've been apprehended by the Lord. I've been apprehended. He has grabbed me. He has put a hold on me, a chokehold on me. And all he wants me to do is to put my same chokehold he's putting on me, he wants me to put that chokehold on him so that I can be yoked to him so that when he says move, I will move when he says move. When he says go to the right, I will go to the right when he says go to the right. doesn't matter what it is, no matter how it is, my heart will be so engrafted and so wrapped up and tied up in him that I will do what he says do, when he says do it, and how he says do it. I'm coming to that. And the only way I can come to that and the only way we can come to that is if we choose to seek him, seek his righteousness, seek his way of doing it. Not my way, not my will. Yes, my flesh is crying out, God, they did me wrong. I want to get back at him. I want to do this. But, but the spirit of God, because I have grabbed the hold of him, because I've grabbed the hold of him, that desire dies down. It's not hard to cast it down. I've said yes to him. You know, and we have to continually, as leaders, as um, the Old Testament would be the Levites. Um, there was a, a, something in Nehemiah, I believe it was, when they were on the, were on the wall, and Nehemiah sent the people out to encourage. Um, the, the scripture said, the word that stood out with me is that they stilled the people. The Levites stilled the people. The fivefold ministry stilled the people. So when things are happening, when people are getting all wrapped up in their opinion and what they're hearing and what they're seeing, we are are the ones that are laying before God and letting God um, give us what we need so that when we stand up, we are able to still the people to be able to still see God, to still continue no matter what's happening. We still got to continue to walk in his ways, you know. Well, if I were you, I would do this. No, the word of God, no, we got to still, yes, that would be good, but that's not God. Let's keep going this way. Um, so I'm just, my encouragement is for um, equipping ministries to be able to, for us to be able to
5: um,
4: stand where God, um, to be able to maintain and stand where God has placed us to stand and to be able to grow and to grow in maturity, to grow, um, into what he has called us to go into, not to try to be it overnight, but just to grow into it. Okay, so this is a table talk. Am I correct? In that, in that. Amen. You, you're, I, I'm just, I'm wanting to hear, I mean, I'm okay with you not saying anything while I'm talking because I just kind of get wrapped up in what I'm saying um, and just knowing that this is God, and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity not to not to just to share, but to pour out because this is where God has me. Is like you got to get control of you. You got to make sure you got you. Because when I get ready to put you where I put you or wherever I lead you to go, I need to know that you're ready. That I don't have to look back and pet you. I don't have to pat your back. And for, and and the thought of how in the body of Christ, it's like I, I read a post. I read the post today. I don't know if. Any of you have read it or not, that apostle posted up, and he was talking about we're going about um, preaching to each other. And it's like the, and, and, and um, in the church, in the ministry, some of the ministries, I'm not saying all because all are not, but we're coming to church waiting for somebody to pat us on the back. We're waiting to, for somebody to bless us, somebody to give us a good word. I just want a good word. Um, I want this. I want. Oh, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, this. I'm going to. And that's good. We we need that. Um, Thessalonians says that that is what we're supposed to do. But there comes a time, I believe, that our relationship with God um, has to come up to the point where God, my my, I'm getting it from. You're giving it to me, and you're allowing me to get it when I need it from individuals. I don't have to go look for it because I'm consistently seeking you, and I'm doing. I'm working what you want me to work. And so when I need it. You send it around. I don't have to go to church so somebody can give me a word telling me what God is saying. I'm talking to him every day. I'm having a conversation with him. I'm, intimately with, I'm intimate with him to the point where when he says, because the scripture says that he is seeking, um, the Father is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. He's not seeking those that will go to church every Sunday. And shout and dance. That's good. That's great. But he's not. That's not what he's seeking for. He's seeking for the heart of those that are doing that. To the point where, when the preacher is not doing right, you're still going to do right because you're walking intimately with me. Amen. So, um, one of the the questions that I thought of, of to place out, um, and it's not. To say that you to think about and to give you know for someone for anybody that's on here for everybody that's on here as Pastor would say he wants everybody on here to have something to say. One of the thoughts in reading was is is the gift in your calling is the gift the gifts in your calling perfecting anyone around you. Have you ever thought about the fact that God has gifted you in areas whatever area that He has gifted you in not your calling, um, Well, I'm a pastor, so like, or you know, well, I'm a this, and I, oh, I'm a that. No. Is the gift, are the gifts in your calling perfecting anyone around you, or how can we see the gift? How do you see the gift in your calling perfecting those
2: that are around you? Come on. I think it's a very interesting question, and um, it, it's really timely because I've been talking to the Lord about something quite similar, and one of the things that is uh, kind of irritating me these days, if I can say that, is um, people that are gifted. I mean, you, you can't deny the gift but I, I've heard before people say that they're so busy working for God, they they go ahead of God, and mm-hmm. as you say, it, it, it's I believe we all should have some evidence, some fruit that. Um, that shows who, what the work is that God has, 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 has given us to do. I'm sure this is uh, Pastor Hickson from Richmond, Indiana. I just kind of jumped Thank in you. there. Excuse me for that. Um, if, we're, if, if we're only doing what we feel like God wants us to do, then God does not have to honor that. And as you said, we, we're to get up and, and say, what, as you say, what are we doing today? We are his, his hands and feet. We're not his brain. You know. And so if we just go do stuff, somebody might be blessed, but it's not the fullness of the will of God. He's given us the, his spirit, and that's what we're supposed to do is follow his spirit. There is a particular individual that uh, has been on social media, and I pray for this individual because they were on at one time that I happened upon and said that they were no longer – to be on social media for a while because that's what God said. And maybe, maybe two weeks later, they popped up again. And so I'm thinking, but you just said God told you not to do that. What, he changed his mind that quick or what, you know. But I guess we can get used to the, the accolades for people. Instead of really being aware, being an, an um, apostle, you you put something on Facebook. I can't remember. Not awareness, but but something
1: um, awakening.
2: Yes, awakening. And, and I think that's more of what we need to happen—an awakening of who the God in us is and what we're actually here for, because we're not here for our own name. That, that's not what it's about. So very interesting uh, topic. Okay.
4: So can I, can I add it in there? Can I um, just kind of throw this out and see? Um, the, the question in the, is the gift in your calling, perfecting anyone around you, is the gifts, not just gifts, but gifts, because the scriptures say he gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. Um, We have access. We have access to the Father. Um, And I believe Jesus said, pray ye one for another. You know, um, Paul wrote, pray one for another. Um, We are to always pray and not faint. So in hearing the scenario of the person, the pastor or whoever it may have been that was in the pulpit or that was doing ministry and they said that God said and they came off, where my gifting, if I were to look at that situation according to the word, where would my gifts and the calling of God to be Christ-like, the calling, the calling, not the. Prophet, the prophet, the apostle, not that, but the, just the calling of being a Christian, calling of being Christ-like, calling of being an ambassador, where would that my gifts be operated even in that situation? Where would my gifts be operated? Because when I, when I hear an ambulance when I'm, when I'm at home or if I'm walking down the street and I hear an ambulance um, sounding and, you know, driving, riding, and I know that they're headed to some disaster. They're headed to something. I don't know the person they're going to. I don't know the situation. I don't know if somebody's dead or somebody's dying or, you know, if they're going to get there and people are going to be hurt. And um, what can I do? And I think that was one of the things when I was, a younger, younger, when I was younger, you know, like a child, 12, 13 years old, I always thought about I'm too young. I can't do anything. I can't help anybody because they were always sending me to my room, go, just go somewhere and sit down because I was the youngest of 12 children. So my, the words I heard a lot was go sit down somewhere. I couldn't do anything. I was the youngest. I was a baby, as they called me, and they just told me go sit down somewhere. And I just felt so helpless because I wanted to help. I wanted to do something, and I felt helpless. And I think in life I, I felt like, okay, God, well, I can't do anything. I can't help these situations. I see this stuff happening around me, and I can't do anything. But when I got saved, when I gave my life to the Lord and the situation that I went through and gave my life to the Lord, um, the Lord began to show me as the years went by that you think you can't do anything, but you can pray. You can do something that the doctors can't do. You can access. You can't do anything to help that prostitute. You might not be able to. You might not. It might not be in your range to help that prostitute because you might not be able to. To do that. But you can pray. And so when I hear the ambulance going by, my first thought is, God, have mercy. Lord, if they haven't given their life to you, Lord, give them mercy. Let your grace, you know, let your mercy cover them and extend their life. Give them an opportunity to give their life to you. So when when you were speaking of the the, the pastor, the minister, whoever it was that was doing what they were doing, the same as the, the, the point I think I'm trying to pull out is that. The gifts that God has given us is made are made for every situation that we go through, and those situations that our brothers and our sisters go through. Um, uh, I don't know. If, are you getting? Is anybody, anybody hearing what I'm saying, or understand what I'm what I'm saying or trying to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah. The gifts that God has given us have no limit on no situation. <laughs> The gifts that God has given us, he, give, he has given gifts unto men, they have no limit in situations and matters of life and each other because we are the body of Christ. I may not do it right, but we are the body of Christ. And so the gifts will pull me to before I, you know, want to do something or say something offward, will pull me to say, nope, nope. You know what? Consider yourself. Consider yourself. What would you What do you want somebody to do if you were in that situation? The gifts, perfecting anyone around you. Praise the Lord.
3: Someone wanted to say something. I'm open. It's open. Come on, give us a name and say something.
0: Praise the Lord.
4: No one has any response? No one wants to say anything? Does anyone have a question? Does Praise the Lord. To? <laughs> Praise
3: okay.
4: the Lord. Name? Dr.
5: Shaw. Um, Dr. Shaw.
3: You. Yes. God bless you.
5: I didn't want to be silent. I, I wanted to uh, add to the conversation. Um, you. Uh, uh, you. you were right on. Uh, I, I think you were spot on when you say that. Uh, We ought to pray for one another because there's so many things going on out here in the world as it is. I mean, there's conflict everywhere, and Mm -hmm. and not that we should get caught up in it, but that we should, like you said, we have access. God has given Mm -hmm. us the authority. He's given us the permission. Mm -hmm. He's given us the power, and he's given us the wherewithal to know who we are in him and to be Mm -hmm. able to increase in him uh, in love and to show love to others uh, but when people are going through suffering situations and stuff, and I think there was a conversation a little while back about how sometimes people are are so caught up and in, in down and out, yeah. more or less, uh, in what's going on in the world. Some of them have given up or want to give up. Some of them find there's no other cause. and. Another, no other way out, and you you try to work with them, you try to encourage them, you try to motivate them, and then uh, you know. And and for me, you know, um, there's there's still some sorrow there when I see my brothers and sisters go through those things. And we, you know, you can't save the world, but you you try. If yeah. you can save one, you've done a great deal. It's just that, and it's not in counting the numbers and all of that. It's whatever you can do with with whoever you meet. I really believe that every day when we wake up, God has someone uh, in mind that we're going to either run into, talk to, witness, you know, and and see and feel and believe. You know, um, sometimes we can take on other people's burdens, and sometimes we can't because of what we're Mm -hmm. going through. We have to straighten Mm -hmm. ourselves up to be strong enough to handle that. And um, I'm I'm saying this on a personal side, and I I don't know if I've ever expressed this to anyone, but you know, um, when I can't help someone, sometimes I feel guilty. I feel bad. Uh, I I don't know what else to do. And you have to go to God and pray that He handles the situation and gives that person strength. Cause, you know, uh, you you pray for them. You pray that they get out of all of these things and. And and, and you, you, you can't really find the total answer. God already knows the answer. Yes,
3: uh um
5: yes. but I wrestle with this a lot. I've done that um in in, in two thousand fourteen. Well, the story is I, I have my, my only brother, my only brother who I've had, um in who was in prison for life sentences for something he did at a very young age and here mm-hmm. he was uh, turning 57 and uh, in 2014, and um, he was in prison with life with no parole, and, um, you know, he missed out on his family members. He missed out on his grandkids. He missed out on, you know, and he was like my right arm. I mean, we were so close. It's like when you lose people to prison systems, and you can lose them in other systems in the world because we know there are so many of them. You know, your your heart can't help but go out for them and and pray for them and and why. You know, you want to know why, and God has to deal with those people because he already knows on the onset, you know, from the time they've come into the world, like whenever, when we were born, we were predestined. and, And when we leave here, nobody knows the day or the hour. But in 2014, my brother had actually just given up. And when I got the phone call that he had hung himself,
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I'm sorry,
5: I'm sorry. Um, I got to the point that, see, sometimes we have to get out of ourselves. and, and, And while we're in our struggles and our demise or whatever you want to call it, while we're going through Sometimes that is a heavy thing, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes we look at other people in the world about what they're going through, and it's nothing close to what we're going through. We're not dealing with nothing close to what they're going through, and we don't know how heavy those burdens are or or how heavy the load is that they're carrying. You can feel it. I, I know I did for my brother. I felt it in my spirit was shaking all the time, and, you know, I, I thought about him and prayed about him all the time, but there was nothing that I could do, and I had to get out of that just of blaming myself thinking that I could have done more. I don't know what that would have been, but, um, you know, I felt that for a long time, and God had to deal with me on that because he's in control of everything and everybody, he knows the mm-hmm. wins and the whys and the ups and the downs and the ins and the outs and when it's going to happen, when it's not going to happen. He's the one. So we do have to pray to him to release those situations, mm-hmm. you know, from us and to re- mm-hmm. re- and, and restore us while we're going through that. But he also mm-hmm. he brings them to us. He tells us to plant a seed and he'll give the increase. We mm-hmm. can't plant and increase. We can't do everything. God is not. Yeah given it all to us we have to give mm-hmm. it to him so that he can deal with it and and mm-hmm. that's what i had to overcome that's mm-hmm. what I, I i still deal with it you know it's mm-hmm. on a different level than it was initially mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know how I, I, it took a lot for me to handle that situation because it was over you know it it was over 20 25 years that i would constantly write him and pray for him and write him and encourage him and write him and try to find a way out and write him to get him to go to Christ and write him to keep him praying and give him Mm -hmm. some kind, you know, uh, something to look forward to. Well, now, you know, Mm -hmm. he can look forward to seeing Christ. Now he can look forward to whatever God has in store for him. Mm -hmm. Now Mm -hmm. that's between them and him and God and him. And, and, and I have to, release myself from that. So when we see people in need in the street, mm-hmm. I'm compassionate for those who are homeless and I am compassionate for those who are got enough gall, just enough strength to go out and write out a sign to say they need money. Now, yes, there are some that abuse that system, but not everybody abuses it. So you can't mistreat everybody or, or make a judgment on everybody. According to what you think about them, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't yeah. you can't get caught up into your okay. opinions of them, and you can't get caught up into what's their story, and uh, it doesn't sound right, and uh, I don't know about this. You know, first people want to say, well, why is he in there in the first place? That's, you know, whatever. Why he's in there is because of his own doing, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. that's not for me to judge. So Mm -hmm. when we deal with people out here, it is a matter of praying that God Mm -hmm. will release them. He has given us Mm -hmm. the access, pray for his grace and mercy on their Mm -hmm. soul, Mm -hmm. pray that they – can become saved and learn who he is and that they can gain a relationship as we increase in our relationship with God. We are ever learning. We are forever learning. You can never stop learning anything out here in life. I never... Never, ever will commit to saying I know everything because I can learn from baby and I can learn from the oldest soul out here. So I and I love to learn from people and what they've gone through and how to help them and deal with it. But we can't we can't resolve all of their problems, you know, Um, but at the same time, we can encourage them and motivate them, and help train them and equip them with what God has equipped us to do. So we have to we have to embrace ourselves in God, so that we can hear what God wants us to say about those people when we preach over the pulpit, or, or when we're talking or training to or teaching others. You know, we have to go to Christ about that. We have to ask him, what is it that those people are feeling? Help me understand where they are coming from. Help me be compassionate. Uh, Help me to be able to understand uh, where they're coming from and why they're coming from. And, you know, uh, at the stoplight, uh, if someone had a sign about they were hungry, they were not trying to be lazy, it's just that they're in a situation, they need help every little bit and so God spoke to my spirit and I do, I give, I'll give whatever it is that I can give. God said, give this amount or that amount and call them to the car and let them take it. And they wanted to spill their whole beans out, you know, and the light's about to change. So, you know, all you can do is say, God bless you. I'm praying for you. You know, you can mm-hmm. do it. Just keep at it. Keep working at it. You know, I used to have. I used to have judgment about i Oh, my God, they got two legs, two feet, they, they can walk and talk, they need a job. No, no, because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. God had to put yeah. me through that, not that I had a sign or anything. Nobody knew I had a sign, but the sign was there. When you need mm-hmm. somebody, you know, it's how you have enough strength to ask for help. And some people yeah. don't have that yet. Some people don't mm-hmm. know how to ask for help. Some people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, about those people or about anybody going through anything. So we can't, we have to hold that. I, I don't mean to be too long winded. Um, I'm fixing to close. We just have to be careful how we receive people because God received us. And so we have to be careful mm-hmm. of when we receive it that we can help them believe and see the love in us, that they can see Christ in us, as you mentioned. If they can see Christ in us, it gives them some hope. And if, if, they, if they know they can turn it around because you had to turn it around, because you can tell them what you've gone through, and that was a subject, your experiences are your experiences so you can witness to others and relate to them what you've gone through to show them or to tell them that you can succeed, that you can move forward, that you can make it out here, that God has control of your life. He brought me out. I'm sure he can bring you out, too. So uh, it's the love of Christ that's the major thing. No matter what we do, how we give, you know, it's charity and love, the love of Christ that that is the thing, and being able to grow in our relationships with him. Amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. Before anyone else has anything to say, I wanted to say, as you were talking, I was hearing, when we first started talking, I remembered in the scripture where Saul, Paul, where Samuel, when God had rejected Samuel, and I'm not saying this as to the situation with you, right. just the part of Samuel, um, the part of Samuel was with Saul because he wanted, So it, it talks about it in the, the 16th, First Samuel the 16th chapter talks about now now the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? Since I have rejected him. There are some things that I had I had to pull from myself, I had to pull from me to realize mm-hmm. that you don't have this this is not your story. This right. is not your production. This is not your play. I had to do that for me because I know how I felt about people. And in the giftings of compassion, I run really, 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 really high in compassion. The yes. perception which is the truth of the matter and the truth as God sees it, I was running neck and neck with compassion, but my compassion always overruled what God was saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, Okay, well I need to do this and I need to do that So well if I don't do this they're not gonna get it done and my perception and, and the Holy Ghost was speaking to me in the Spirit of God was saying, Leave it alone. But I'm right. still trying. I'm sitting here because this is the good thing to do. This is the right thing to do. And the spirit of God is saying, "Leave it alone." Right. I got right. this. You know. Right. And the love of God. When we were talking last week about having intimate time with God, spending time with God, getting to know God, so that when when we are led by the spirit of God, we can do what He says without our feelings being attached to it. I have children who I love. They have my heart, but that. Psalms 139 was one of the scriptures that the Lord gave me, and those verses that I was, you know, was reading, um, searching as I know my show me me. And the Lord began to, to let me know that when you get to where I want you to be, the enemy knows what's attached to your heart. He knows what you're going to hold on to. And you don't know, but you need to know what has a hold on your heart. And you need to know how to, to, to let that thing go so that it doesn't grip you and keep you from moving where I want you to move. Right. Makes you know, and so when you were talking, I thought about Samuel and how hurt. he was grieving for Saul. He was hurt, you know, because God had rejected him. Now, he could have just said, well, Saul didn't do right, so God rejected him. So I'm just going to move one. No, God said, I have rejected. This is my thing. This is my business." Samuel, you're the prophet. Remember, you ain't God.
3: Right. You know? Right.
4: And sometimes we, because of our compassion, which is a gift from God, we will take things and hold on to them when God is saying, this is not your show. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, God, why did you take this? Why did this one up to God? Why did you leave this? Why did you take this? All these people are doing God is saying, this is my show. That's
3: right.
4: This is my production. This is my earth. This is not in your control. You just work, you're just you working for me. So let me do it. I understand. And he, he's not... He's not beating us up about it. He's just saying, listen, I understand, but remember, you're working for me. This is a part of me. Just come on. You might not understand now, but it's okay. I got this. I got this. And so I I thought about that. Mm -hmm. I also thought about the compassion. Like I said, I was thinking about the compassion, the compassion level that we have. And that's why it's so important for us to stay connected, to be connected, to be in prayer, to be walking with God and acknowledging that all our ways and remembering that, God, you are in control. This is yours and it's not mine. Yes, this does hurt I'm not going to deny that it doesn't hurt. It's, it hurts. But this is yours nevertheless, as Jesus said in the garden, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. Anybody else have anything they want to say or um, any questions, any comments, any um feedback on the scriptures or what we're discussing tonight?
2: I would just like to, this Pastor Hickson again, what you said about your compassion uh, kind of going ahead, that's really key because I know a lot of us tend to do that, is we state that it's the love of God that makes us feel like we need to do something. Mm-hmm. you absolutely right is that sometimes people are in situations because God is taking them through. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's
3: that's right. right. That's right.
2: But in yeah. our compassion is like, Oh, I can't stand it that you something. I have <laughs> I have extra money, I have this or that and then mm-hmm. God does take back off. You know, i mm-hmm. like he said, I got this. And yeah. uh, exactly right. We have to be connected to him, yes, we have the mm-hmm. love of God, but yeah. God also lets us kind of be in a hard place sometimes,
3: yeah. because
2: because He loves us. So that that was that was very yeah Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. That that's good. That's it. Um,
3: I yes. had to
4: learn. A lot. I mean, I've have, I'm still learning. I'm still, and it's not to say that it's easy and I can just do it like a whip. Sometimes I have to lay on my face and say, okay, God, this is hurting. I, yes. I don't know what to do, with it. you know, I, because I'm still flesh. I'm still in the flesh and I still want to be able to help people, you know, mm-hmm. cry at yes. a drop of a hat. I would. Oh, God, oh, God, but what could I do? I should have done this. I could have did this. And then remembering the scripture says that there are going to be those in that day that are going to come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this? Did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not do That's this? Do we? He's going to say, depart from me. Because you went mm-hmm. on your own. That was you. That wasn't me. you got right. a gift. Gifts are without repentance. Right. So good just sure. because you can do a thing doesn't mean that it's God. Amen. Just because it's a good thing doesn't mean it's a God thing. Learn the way. hard way. Learning the hard way.
3: Amen. 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 Anyone else? We like it when you share. We <laughs> strengthen when you share. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise
4: the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, the prisoner of Christ. The being confined, they talked about um, becoming a prisoner of the Lord and walking worthy of the vocation and just remembering that we are prisoners of Christ and we can't do what we want to do. Yes, I want to do this, but no. Yes, I don't understand, and this shouldn't be like this, but it's okay. I'm a prisoner of Christ. I surrendered my life to him. He didn't take me and make me. He gave me the opportunity. He chose me and then gave me the opportunity to choose him. So now I am a prisoner of Christ, um, and to be able to make sure that I'm walking in His way, just learning to love. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I, I, it may sound like I'm just being repetition in this loving. Don't let iniquity abound. Don't let being offended by men. Don't let being offended by what God does, because we can be offended by God and think that we're no, no, no. You're offended by God. God has offended you. He did something that that you didn't think was right or you just don't understand and you wanted him to do it another way. We were expecting somebody to be healed, and they died, and we're like, God, what happened? You know, we did everything you told us to do, and God's saying, this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. And all I need you to say is, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, my life is yours. I surrender it. doesn't feel good, but for now, Nevertheless, as Jesus, nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. And when we yield our will to God, we're able to love like God, you know. um, We're able to love like God loved us. He didn't look at what we were doing. He didn't look at our sins. He didn't look at how we were responding to his love. He just said, you're mine, and I'm going to look beyond it, and I'm going to do what I got to do. Um, dealing with, my, I was talking to my granddaughter today, and she was saying, "Why well, are the doctors? They just do." I was like, "The doctors are there to do a specific thing." Um, this is good because my, I was talking to her there, and she was like, "They just act like they don't care, like you know, they don't care that you're hurt." And I was like, "They are there to help you, and they know if they let their heart go to where your tears and your crying, and your hollering is, they will never be able to help you." Because they'll be like, oh, oh, I don't want to hurt you. Oh, oh, oh. I like they take you and pull your arm, and you be like, oh, oh. They be still doing what they doing, and when they get finished, they walk away and come back and mm-hmm. say, oh, okay, how are you feeling today? <laughs> after I right. ripped you apart, <laughs> after mm-hmm. I ripped you apart, how are you feeling today? Right, right. You know, and and for us, it has to be that we have to realize that even though, what it – um um, I know the context might not be exactly in that context but was it Job that said though he slain me mm-hmm. though he slay me, though he allows this pain to hit me i didn't do anything to deserve mm-hmm. this you know i didn't do anything to deserve this one of the things that i went through i was like god all i wanted to do was live holy why is this happening to me why are you letting this happen to me all i wanted to do was live holy mm-hmm. and you're letting this happen to me but i realized as the years grew on, as I grew in grace, and as I began to get closer to him, and even in reading the word, finding out that um, the scripture said that if it pleased the Lord to bruise his own son, and the thought kept coming to my mind, so what, do you, what makes you think that he's not going to allow you to go through some stuff? If it pleased him, and it only pleased him because he knew the purpose for which it was being done. We don't know, but God knows. Amen. Um. Amen. Amen.
5: Praise the Lord. Anyone else? I heard a soft voice back there. Come on up. Uh, I, I just got some instruction, um, Apostle uh, Griffin uh, being dismissed or dismissing himself from okay. the fall, but he asked me to mention um, that he knows Prophetess Yvette, um, Apostle Dave Shank, um, Jerusha, um, Dr. Okay. Hickson, Hickson and, and Deneen, are on, they are just logged in. But the others, mm-hmm. Yvette, Dave, and Jerusha, F you, Jerusha, if I'm saying that correctly, I'm sorry if I'm incorrect, are also on the call. And he would like for them to also make a comment before we close. And he had asked me to close. When you're ready, we want the Spirit to leave. Amen. Amen. That's
3: great.
4: See, I'm getting to know you all through this line, and I don't know when I'm going to be able to meet, you know, face-to-face, and I will be grateful when the time comes. But being able to just talk with you, um, hear your questions, or not even just questions, just give your statements, because where I am, you pouring into me, it may sound like I feel like I'm just pouring into you, but that is not so. I learn from what I hear, you know, from others and um your point of view and the way you bring it forth or even the questions that would trigger something in my mind. So I'm just, I had to learn that, you know, nothing that you say, nothing that you can say would be um, um, just minor. There's a path for it. So go forth, women, or are there any men I don't want to, you know, um, but just go forth. Amen.
2: Well, I'd just like to say also, Pastor Hickson again, um, one of the most challenging uh, definitions of being born again, being saved, um, belonging to Christ that I've, I've ever read, one of my favorite uh, devotional writers, Oswald Schultz. his his definition is giving up your right to yourself, and when you when you think about that, most of the conversations we have, even when we're talking about uh, about God, about serving God, most of our conversations start with "I,"
3: mm-hmm. and
2: we if we have no right to ourselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Have no right to start our conversations with I because when mm-hmm. we do that, and we all mm-hmm. do, I do, and I I'm mm-hmm. it, but there's a, like a separation that I have. It, it, it's almost as if we decide when or whether or not we're going to do what God said, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I don't yeah. have any right to myself, I don't have any mm-hmm. right to my likes or dislikes, I don't have any right to my own comfort. I don't have any
3: mm-hmm.
2: right to make any decisions. Really,
3: mm-hmm. that's the prisoner.
2: It exactly a prisoner. That's exactly that's right. That's prison. the
3: prisoner. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good. That's
4: good. So that's that's why yeah. I, I'm thinking now about when I when we pray. Um, I think when I. What I'm praying and I've heard it prayed too, is that we say, Lord, we come before you. We need you, not just me. We need you. Not just okay. my brother, not but we need you. Um right. Uh, just adding it as all of us. And when I say I sometimes I think when I say I it's like I'm trying to make sure that um I think there's a in the back of my mind I'm trying to to make it so that people won't feel like I'm talking about you or talking. I'm just you know, this is right. just me, this is, you know. But it's we all, because we all have the proclivity to sin. We all are going to fall into situations that are beyond our control. We all, whether mine is the same as yours or not. Okay, next person.
3: I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> this,
4: Yvette, Apostle Dave
0: you have anything else to add? Uh,
5: Apostle Griffin mentioned uh, before he got off that he said his comment is that uh, by this shall they talking about the world. Know that you are my disciples by the <laughs> Lord. Uh, by the love you have one to another. And Amen. so he says your your verse was connected to that growing code, mm-hmm. you know, love growing mm-hmm. code, mm-hmm. waxing code, Um or love as the witness of Christ in us is the hope of glory.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: So um, that was what he also offered to the conversation.
3: Amen. 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 Let your men know. That's good. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Somebody say something. All right.
2: Well, um, please
3: move on.
2: Well, no, ladies, no. like the women rule again.
3: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> God knows. Amen. Amen.
5: Amen. Well, we know Dr. Denine um Dr. Denine is is just logged in so she's not able to get on the call uh voice wise but
3: um okay okay
5: I don't have on on uh, the line on the uh, computer so I can't I can't read her her uh comments But I know she is listening in and I love um, and the others are too um I appreciate it when we are able to uh have dialogue one to another because it does help and it it, it tells us what other people are thinking. Like you said, you know, I appreciate a good dialogue because, you know, we can pour out ourselves, but at the same time Mm -hmm. we can keep from others. And it's a growing experience. It really is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's a lot more like, you know, like I said, I'm open to learning. It's always something that uh, each of you always have something um, that I can uh, glean from when I go back, I I look things up, what you say, and I, you know, study into it a little bit more, and it does. It helps. It really helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. It gives encouragement, or it adds to, you know, it gives us some more of your wisdom, you know, when when we each have dialogue one to another, and everybody yeah. always does something great to bring to the table. Um, all yeah. of our facilitators who have been on here, and you know. All of the comments people uh, make, it does. It gives you a perspective, and there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, and then you know, there are times that you just feel like you just want to listen. I had a girlfriend who was
0: mm-hmm.
5: uh, on the call a lot, and she says, "I just, I never have nothing to say. I get nervous anyway, and it's better. <laughs> I just want to hear what everybody's saying. I just want to listen. And sometimes you have that. Sometimes you go through mm-hmm. those modes, you know, where yeah. you just just want to be said. You know, you we just going to yeah.
3: be fed. so I understand. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay.
5: If no one else has any more comments, um, uh, our sister, uh, we just want to say thank you, uh, Sister Lacey, for uh, contributing as our facilitator for tonight. And uh, it, I'm glad you reiterated on what we you talked about last week. You added a mm-hmm. few more things that I can add to my notes, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, bouncing off of um, Second Chronicles seven and fourteen, and Matthew twenty four mm-hmm. and 12 and uh, expanding on the subject matter in regards to uh, Ephesians four, and uh, uh, it's it's truly a lesson you you really t- you teach well, uh, and you break it all down, and it's you know it resonates in my spirit. I, I appreciate you. you, and I'm glad God has given you uh, that that you can share with the best of us.
3: Amen. Thank, uh, thank,
5: thank you. Yes, thank you. Ma'am. uh, And thanks uh, for everyone being on the call. Thank you for your time being on your call and the contribution that you committed to this call. And at this time, I'm going to ask if um, Sister Lacey will go ahead and give us a dismissal prayer so we can uh, go ahead and prepare for next week. Amen.
4: Amen. Amen. So, Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. We give you honor for all that you've done. We thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the gathering. We thank you for the round table. We thank you for my sisters from far and near. Um, we thank you, Lord, that you've created a space and a place for us to come and to share with each other whereby we can grow. We thank you for the ministry of equipping ministries. Fellowship International, um, that we are being equipped. Help us to always remember when we're on this line, Father, that you are equipping us through each other for the ministries that you have have planted within us. We pray for each woman and each gentleman that is on the line or that has been on the line. We ask that you would... um, that you would minister, send your ministering angels to minister to every need in their lives, God. Their families, the representations of their husbands, their wives, their husbands, their wives, their children, um, the jobs that they're on. God, we thank you that you have more for us, so much more for us, and that as we draw closer to you, that you would draw closer to us, Father. And that you would wrap your arms around us even the more and that you would cover us, God, and that we would embrace you and we would embrace the calling that you've placed on our lives, that we would embrace the calling as a child of God, that we would embrace the calling of the five-fold ministry that you've placed in us, that we would embrace, Father, the gifts that you have placed in our lives, and that we would seek you for your kingdom to come and for your will to be done in the earth as it is in heaven. We thank you that you are wrapping us and you are tying us up in you, God, so that when we walk, we will walk as your child. We will stand as your child. We will stand with the identity that we are a child of God in spite of what we're going through, in spite of what we've gone through, in spite of the pain, in spite of the hurt, God, that you are with us. And if you are with us, you are more than the world against us. We thank you for strength tonight for your women, for the people that are on this line. We thank you for strength, We thank you for might, God. We thank you for clarity in situations, God, that we have before you, Lord. Every prayer request, God, every um, prayer request and every need that is is on this line, Father. We thank you that you are making it well, that you are manifesting your love. We thank you, Lord, for homes, for, for financial breakthroughs, for healing, God. We give you praise for glory and, your glory and your honor. We thank you for your love that is drawing us closer to you. We thank you for your love that is drawing us to want to walk closer to you. Father, we thank you for your love that is drawing us to walk closer to you. We thank you for your love. God. Hallelujah. That is drawing us to walk closer to you. We thank you for wrapping us in your arms. We thank you for the warmth, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the comforter, God. We thank you. Thank you that we are not alone, God, that you are with us, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that we have strength, God, beyond our capacity, God. We thank you. We thank you that your grace is sufficient, that your strength is made perfect in our weakness tonight, and we give your name all the glory. We give your name all the praise and all the honor. And now, Satan, we serve notice on you. Back off. Back off the women of God. Back off in the name of Jesus. You have no authority here. Jesus has all authority here. And we cast down every thought that comes against the thoughts of God, that comes against the will of God and the plan of God for our life in Jesus' name. And we give your name, glory and honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're a good God. And we bless your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
3: Thank
5: you, Lord. Amen. Um, you. God bless you. Good night, God everyone. God bless
3: you and may you be blessed you, after the week. Amen. Thank Good night. Jesus. Good night. Amen. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Hallelujah 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 Thank you
0: plus.